Hey folks, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you've been listening to the Whitfield Report for a while and you're starting to think to yourself, hey, you know what? I could do this podcast thing, but where the hell do I start? Well, folks, I've had a lot of friends ask me that in the last few weeks, and I'm here to tell you all that Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. This means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. You're damn right that's what I'm doing. And what I like about Anchor is that whether you're a novice or an expert, it's incredibly easy to use. They have uh, great tools that you can use to record and edit your podcast if you're a novice just starting out. Or if you're like me and you're an old pro at this, you can bring your own tools and record your audio and then upload the files yourselves. Whichever way you podcast, it's extremely easy to use Anchor, and I highly recommend them. So get started today by going to anchor.fm forward slash start. And I can't wait to hear your podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Now go out there and make some podcasts. Hey there folks, welcome to this week's Thursday edition of the Whitfield Report, and it is the last episode of the week. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, I am going on a vacation uh, this week. Actually, by the time you hear this, I will already be uh, most likely on an airplane headed to uh, northern Michigan. I'm going to go see my grandmother. She uh, She's 90 years old. And uh, I haven't seen her in uh, about a year and a half. And, uh, you know, when your grandparents get to be that age, you just never know uh, when they're going to go. And so uh, I just, I've had this plan, I've had this uh, trip planned for a while, ladies and gentlemen. I uh, just forgot to mention it on uh, Tuesday's episode and then on Saturday's episode, given the uh, heavy news that, uh, you know, broke this weekend and early this week. So uh, I'm going to be taking a little bit of a break um, this weekend from politics. I honestly, ladies and gentlemen, I uh, I can't do it. Uh, this weekend, just the news cycle is, uh, so incredibly toxic, plus, uh, you know, 
like I said earlier, I'm going to spend time with my grandmother, so I don't really want to bring the uh, all the weight of the world and all this political shit that's going on uh, on my trip with me. But, um, you know, kind of on that note, just kind of as a final, uh, you know, throwing my hands up in frustration, um, I don't even know where to begin, and I'm not going to make this podcast uh, super long, but long story short, Everything I said that I predicted would happen with the media and with the politicians has happened. Um, where to start? Like I said uh, on Tuesday's episode, neither guns nor violent video games are to blame. The right is fixated on this thing of we need to get rid of, you know, violent video games. And, you know, that seems to be their solution that violent video games and violent, you know, movies and violent media are the cause of this. And that's not true because we've had, you know... We haven't had video games for all that long, granted, but we've had you know, violent movies and, you know, violent, we've had, I mean, hell, if we want to take it to, uh, you know, the logical extreme, we've had violent literature since the, since the days of the Bible, right? All right, you want to talk about, like, some real violent, uh, you know, stuff, the Bible, they're crucif- fictions, there are plagues, there's, uh, you know, horrible stuff, mythology, and I mean, I'm not, I'm not making fun of the Bible, I'm not disparaging it, you know, I'm a Christian myself, I believe, I'm just saying that if you're gonna go into the whole violent media thing, you know, we might as well go back to the very beginning, you know, and that hasn't, caused, you know, all these mass shootings either. You know, the lots with, with guns, we've heard it all before. Guns, uh, you know, are the problem. So we're hearing the same uh, claptrap as usual, folks, and it's just, it's just, uh, disgruntling and discouraging. I don't know what is going on with folks. You know, I've, I've heard like a lot of people ask this week, what, you know, how could someone do such a horrific thing? Right, we hear this all of the time when mass shootings happen is, you know, how can someone do something so hor- so horrific? And believe me, I'm not disparaging the people that ask that question. 
because I think it's a question that we all ask. Anyone who is sane and anyone who has any degree of morality in their life asks that, obviously. But one question I never hear anyone ask or that I even hear anyone bring up, and it's a point that I tried to bring up, but folks, whenever a shooting like this happens, or whenever a tragedy happens, we always want to seem to blame um, something other than the shooter. You know, and I'll, 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 well, I just gave you examples, right? The the right ones to point and do. Oh, we have a we have a problem with violent media. That's what the far right goes to. The left goes to, uh, you know, we have a problem with guns and mental health. I do believe we have a mental health, you know, thing. But but all aside. We bring up all these other factors. But we rarely ever just say, okay, well, this this person did it. Let's, let's focus on him. Or rather, let's not focus on him. That really should be in my opinion, the solution, right? Everyone everyone wants to psychoanalyze, you know, what was this person's motive? What were his influences? Well, uh, you know, to paraphrase Alfred from The Dark Knight, and I know this sounds... You know, kind of cliche by now, but, you know, sometimes there is no rhyme or reason to what men do. Some men just want to watch the world burn. And, of course, he was referring to the Joker, you know, who in that movie was just kind of an agent of chaos and just wanted to cause, you know, mass destruction for the hell of it. And no one could really figure out the Joker's motives, except, you know, in the end, well, I mean, how halfway through the movie, the Joker even tells Batman in that interrogation room scene. You know, he's doing it just because he can, because he likes to cause chaos. And I'm convinced that that's 90% of these shooters. They're deranged. They're agents of chaos. They just want to watch the world burn. They just want to divide us. And we as a society fall for it. And the media and politicians are... You know, whether intentionally or unintentionally, they foster the flames of a lot of this on both sides. Now, other interesting things are happening, which is I've, I've never seen 
conservatives split like this before. Even Trump supporters are split up on this. And let me explain. President Trump made a speech uh, on, I believe it was Monday, right after the shooting. And he brought up white supremacy, which he said was, you know, a hateful ideology. And, he, and he's right. And he brought up violent video games and the impact that that had. And, of course, I disagree with him on that. But what was weird was a lot of people who I know voted for Trump were upset that he he brought up white supremacy at all. And I don't think that's because they're white supremacists necessarily. I think that they see that as a left-wing talking point because the left always brings, they always blame everything on white supremacy, which the left does. And so I feel like a lot of conservatives were saying that Trump was playing into the hand with that. I don't think he was. I think he was acknowledging, you know, that that, that that shooter in El Paso was a white supremacist. But also, as I mentioned on Tuesday and on the Saturday show when I read the manifesto, that freak show was everywhere in terms of his ideology. He didn't really have one. He just seemed like he copied and pasted every like radical talking point from you know, basically every radical side of the aisle. Right? So, you have... You have some conservatives mad because they think that Trump has somehow flipped to the left on this. You have the left mad at Trump because, oh, well, you know, he's... Fanning the flames of racism. This is what his president is inherently doing. You know, and then you have people mad at Trump just because. And. Look, I'm. I've admitted before, I'm someone who voted for Trump. uh, Mainly because I felt he was the best option we had to vote Hillary Clinton at the end of the day, and at the end of the day, he was the only one who could do that. Those are my political motivations. I think he's been in, been a good to an okay president, not great, but I think he's done a good job um, compared to great. I know that people are, you know, are pissed right now and I know that people want answers but what I'm surprised by is the fact that like both sides are getting mad at Trump and saying that he's like supporting red flag legislation and that he's going to ban when honestly he hasn't as far as I know 
said that he's going to take any action. He just gave a speech, you know, acknowledging how, you know, tragic the incident was. And even that wasn't good enough for people on either side of the aisle. And I'm I'm not necessarily defending Trump as Trump here, but I'm defending Trump as the President of the United States, that people need to lay off him, and more importantly, lay off of each other, at least for these first couple days. I mean, geez, we're all pointing fingers at each other, or at least a lot of people are. I'm you know, trying not to, I don't, I haven't, this is one of the reasons I don't engage in political discussion on my personal profile, because it always becomes just a festering pile of, you know, crap. And, uh, you know, especially with Tensions being high, you just, you can't win. So, uh, you know, what am I trying to say here? I don't think anyone has the solution right now. Nor do I think this is the time in the immediate aftermath to look for a solution. I will say I don't think that the solution, I know the solution is not more government regulation. Less liberty is not going to fix this. More liberty is. To be quite honest though, I think as a society we're looking at this completely the wrong way. Right? We always want the government or we always want, you know, politics even as libertarians and conservatarians, we always look for political solutions to problems or societal solutions to problems, but I'm not so sure that this shooting problem we have is a problem that can be solved with politics or with more political philosophy. I think it begins with, uh, you know, raising your kids properly and making sure that they don't spend too much time on the screen. And I think that's, I think, you know, I'm not saying that video games aren't negative on some kids. I certainly understand the argument, but I think, you know, watching what your kids play and watching what type of content they take in, I certainly think that when they're developing, you know, as young kids and somewhat into teenagehood, I think that's important. By the time they're 16 or whatever, it's going to be hard to control some of that. They're going to stumble in, onto stuff. 
But, uh, you know, even then, I think, you know, parents need to parent instead of letting, you know, teachers and the government do it. I think if we were better neighbors, and I'm not saying I'm perfect, but, you know, damn, if I, if I really, I've really been trying to make the effort. If we can just be better as human beings to each other, I think that would go a long way. And I'm not saying that things need to be kumbaya and, you know, hippie-like either. I, I realize that that's never going to happen. I realize that people are going to disagree with each other and, you know, have differences of opinion. And I, and I realize that not everyone is going to get along. But, jeez... We're at, we're at each other's throats on Facebook over the minute, over the most minute things these days. We start controversies over nothing, and yet the the gun pro, the quote unquote mass shooting problem we have, is a political one, or it's a gun problem, or it's a mental health problem. Sure. Yeah, right. At the end of the at the end of the day, folks, I think it's a decency problem. I think it's a humanity problem. And while I don't know what the practical solutions for you know what we can do as a nation, I do know that what we can do what will certainly help is if we continue to spread the message of liberty and freedom and the power of the individual and the power of a, a man a man's humanity and goodness things that we espouse as conservatives and libertarians and quite honestly that we all should espouse as generally decent human beings regardless of religion, race, or political views, or anything else. The solution to this problem begins at the human level, and it begins at, at an individualist level. Be good to those around you, and hopefully they'll be good to you in return. If not, oh well, be good to those that you can be good to. So, ladies and gentlemen, as I uh, said, the uh, the time the time to make this political is really not right now, and. Uh, it's just driving me crazy. So uh, I'm going to take a bit of a hiatus this weekend from politics and all that while I'm, you know, on vacation. I, I might listen to a couple podcasts as far as, like, actively engaging and, you know, producing a show. I'm, I'm going to take a step back, A, because, you know, I don't get to see my grandmother very much, but B... 
I just think that with this shooting, I really don't have anything else to say right now. And at this point, I would just be beating a dead horse. Other than this, and... I just need to focus on the positive things in my life, and... I would advise you all to do the same, as well. I don't think anything is going to be solved by... Screaming at each other... Uh, over ridiculous political arguments on Facebook. It's not going to be resolved by name-calling each other or by proposing that one idea, that one side's ideas or that one side is completely stupid. I mean, I think you can criticize people's ideas but I think now is not the time to name-call each other over this stuff. But that's just me. I always try and be the optimist. And, uh, you know, I think for the most part I do a pretty good job. I have my times where I fall short. But like I said, this is a humanity, you know, a human problem as opposed to a political and uh socioeconomic problem or a societal problem. This is a human problem, so let's start, uh, you know, addressing it as such. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I want to thank you for listening to this uh, brief episode. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry I'm cutting this show a little short this week, although I did have an episode on Tuesday. So technically, you've gotten three episodes since I count the beginning of the week for this show on Sunday. So we had the Sunday podcast, we had the Tuesday podcast, and then we have the Thursday podcast, which we're listening to. And uh, I'm only going to Michigan for the weekend, folks. I'm not going to be doing like a four-day vacation. This is just a quick weekend trip to Michigan to see my grandmother, and uh, I'm going to to enjoy my time with her and then I'll be back next week and you know hopefully there are more developments and there's actually something useful that I can say about the political state of the world um I'll also be talking a a little bit more about the uh or I guess I'll be covering the uh Joe Rogan Bernie Sanders interview when uh, I get back I've covered that a little bit, or rather, I've watched a little bit of that interview, but I haven't finished the whole thing yet. Um, Maybe I'll get to on my vacation. Maybe I won't. Like I said, I'll be taking a break from politics, so I probably won't finish that, but I will have that podcast for you sometime next week, or my rather, my review of that podcast, that interview between Joe Rogan and Bernie Sanders. So, and then maybe I'll get some guests on, too, once I get back. Who knows? But anyway, folks, I just want to thank you for listening, and thank you for supporting the show, and thank you for, uh, you know, staying positive and giving me words of encouragement, and, uh, you know, just sharing the show, or helping promote it, or supporting it, however you guys uh, support the show. You guys are awesome, and believe me, the audience is why I keep doing this show at this point. Anyway, folks, uh, 
God bless. God save this great nation. And uh, have a great weekend. I'll see you once I get back from Northern Michigan. From all of us here at NGC Studios. God freedom, I can see in that order. And God bless America. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next week.